1: Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
0: Hi, it's a colossal news day, so we're going to jump into the show in just a second. But first, let's talk about our Patreon page at patreon.com slash show. We obviously love our sponsors, and we hope you're going to support all of them because they help make this show happen. But in case you're not into listening to the commercials, I've got some great news for you. For just $15 per month on our Patreon page, you can get the Ultimate Edition of this podcast, and it's entirely commercial-free. Here's how you do it: Just go to patreon.com/slash/bobzuska show, select the box for the $15 Ultimate Edition level, enter your information. Then go to patreon.com slash Bob Suska Show or download the app and watch for the posts labeled The Bob Suska Show Ultimate Edition. Then click play and enjoy your commercial-free experience. It's as easy as that. Plus, you get the shadow dockets and the after-party included in that level of support. That's patreon.com slash Bob Suska Show. And now let the cartoons begin.
2: The Bob Seska Show. Bob
0: Seska. Is that the full poop? And nothing but the poop. The Bob Seska Show. From nation's Capital, it is Thursday, September 21, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 974 of the Biden-Harris administration, Four to nine days until the twenty-four presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram at the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore Go. spoutable Bob Seska. And our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And sitting right over there is the Goth Ninjas, yeah. It is Jody Hamilton. She is the executive producer of the Stephanie Miller Show, StephanieMiller.com, and Patreon.com slash Stephanie Miller Show. And David Ferguson, we call him T Rex. His music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. also Patreon.com slash Astral Summer. Hey, we got a brand new single from Astral Summer that we're going to be premiering later in the show. Out of the second break, right? A track called "Solo." Yeah, very exciting. First
3: break, we yeah. have an extra special thing.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. The first break, we've got a brand new world premiere. Well, it's not a world premiere, but it's a premiere for this show. Brand new single from the great King Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. It's a brand new track called Succubus. And it is amazing, I'm making it my mission in life to turn King Cyborg into a household name. King Cyborg. Yeah, we're coming king.
3: house to house, folks.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. We're, we're knocking on all king, the doors. Bringing King
3: Cyborg over in the silver spacesuit and like <laughs> <laughs> explaining to you why this should be your new musical obsession.
0: Pay attention. Yeah. Download King Cyborg now. Go do it. We're going to have a link in the description, not only to support uh, David Ferguson and Astral Summer and that new single, but also the new single from King Cyborg as well. Um, oh my God, where do we start here? You, you know what you missed last week, David? We had this great Senator Kennedy clip lined up. And he was.
3: The Senator Kennedy everybody loved and missed at one point or another. No, this yeah. is the Louisiana Kennedy. Not those Kennedys, but. Those Kennedys. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: He was doing some sort of thing, trying to make some sort of point in Senate hearings about, you know, banning books and sexual content in books that children, by the way, will never actually be able to check out in libraries. I just want to mention that. And the day after Thursday's show, so last Friday on the after party, uh, we landed on this other clip of Senator Kennedy reading more things like that. It's
3: worse because it's got that corn pone accent of his. Yeah. I mean, it's like a fucking prank caller from a drunk farmer.
0: Right, like, right.
3: I mean, it. Or, or, yeah. yeah, let's hear it. Well, so, so someone musicked it is yeah, what you're telling us.
0: Yeah, someone put music to the John Kennedy clip. I haven't played this on the free show yet, so hang on tight. Here we go. I put
4: some lube on and got him on his knees. <laughs> And I began to slide into him from behind. Oh, good God! I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated.
0: Jody's reaction. He asked me to
4: turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. Gross. This is my. This is dance. the
3: worst hotel band bar and I've ever heard. i was
4: struggling to imagine someone inside. me. <laughs> He got on top and slowly inserted himself into me.
0: Ew, David! It was the worst
4: pain (laughs) I think I have ever felt in my life. What? (laughs) Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the
2: pain. There it is. Okay, so are you sure that's not Mike Myers in So I Married an Axe Murderer?
0: <laughs> doing beat poetry, yeah.
2: Doing beat poetry. The, I think it's the opening scene of the film is him doing beat poetry. I wanted
3: a large coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I don't, I, it, but this is the thing. This yeah. is what's so bizarre to me. And I, I, you know, I think at some level he must be titillated by this because if it's so fucking outrageous and obscene, why are you reading it aloud in public? Yeah. On C SPAN. I know. Or whatever. It's not like there's a you know 21 or up to enter C SPAN. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it, uh, I, yeah. Exactly. I think it's performance art. I think this guy is actually like a super liberal old gay guy that's just like, I'm going to fuck everybody up and pretend to be oh, <laughs> just well, completely, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's full of shit. He's 100% full of shit. I mean, John Kennedy went to fucking Oxford. Yeah, and he's there acting like some sort of shit-kicking hillbilly. It's almost like Frank Underwood from uh, House of Cards.
1: A- absolutely.
0: Yeah, where he's got that, puts on that accent, makes it extra thick, so he can bullshit with the slack-jawed yokels in his state. And
3: that, would anybody care for another bourbon? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's actually kind of a dignified accent. This guy. That was my. That was my Frank. Uh, you know, oh, the John Frank points. Underwood yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha Yeah, And of course, uh, this was the original John Kennedy clip I-, I
4: got a new strap-on strap on harness today <laughs> I can't wait to put it on you <laughs> It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly
0: Your- <laughs> Okay, that's enough of that <laughs> So gross So gross. I'm just like, I'm
4: so, it's like, that's, I'm nauseated in
3: a past life.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There are versions of you in the multiverse that are throwing up right now because uh, of that. Yeah. That's how, that's how obnoxious that is. Yeah. I promise I'm not going to play that again because we've
3: got like like audio cooties. Yeah, exactly. Flash.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I would love to bask in this particular clip, but we're not going to do it because we got to just a massive news day today. I mean, there are so many things going on all at once I guess the biggest news is Rupert Murdoch has announced his retirement from News Corp but I think that's like a lateral move I think it's basically an even exchange going from Rupert Murdoch to Lachlan Murdoch in fact I would say that it's actually bad news that Rupert Murdoch is stepping down only because Lachlan Murdoch is the same as Rupert Murdoch only Lachlan Murdoch is younger and has many decades more to screw up America you know what I mean so
3: know I feel like I don't know I feel like he's more akin to like my name's Eric kind of you know like I mean totally out to lunch like billionaire kids are not known Mm -hmm. for their like
4: canniness
3: (laughs) ability to succeed on their own because there's been this giant cushion of money under their asses their entire Mm -hmm. life yeah yeah I I feel like the talent is gonna like the lunatics are gonna start running the asylum and I want to believe that this is like you know the moment that it all starts to spark over like the Hindenburg hitting
0: the the
3: big tower, and yeah, yeah, oh, down it goes, because I don't know, I mean, I just, you know, it's like a fact that you can measure in the world, like, Mm -hmm. the countries where Rupert Murdoch has a journalism juggernaut, because they are riven by fascism, you know, this attempt to roll back the clock a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, to me, yeah, I, uh, I, it's like Donald Trump. Like, is it, the old man's going down, mm-hmm. and there will be imitators, and there will be Im- imitations, but, like, the real original poison is, like, shuffling off to spend more time with his diaper changes. You know, like... <laughs>
0: Well, I love the uh, one of the reaction tweets from Tara Dublin today. She wrote, It's just so generous of Rupert Murdoch to bequeath the Smartmatic lawsuit to Lachlan. <laughs> Good luck with that, Lachlan. Godspeed to you, so, sir. I think
3: Rupert's got like a killer instinct because yeah. he's, you know... Uh, from like he he did the he real uh, he 's not entirely self made but like he 's the one that put all these practices into place of hacking people 's voicemails and mm-hmm. exploiting missing children i mean and he he 's the one that like was like the original like bleeds it leads kind of like the tabloidization of English language media yeah. from one corner of the globe to the other mm-hmm. and I just I feel like the fact that he 's going down you know fare thee well yeah <laughs> like i uh, 'll we'll see you in hell, man.
0: Right, right. Well, you know what? It it may just be that people like David Brooks at the New York Times are almost as big a threat as uh, Fox News (laughs) to truth and reality, uh, to democracy. Because today it was glorious. Everyone woke up to this ridiculous tweet from David Brooks about the economy, and it is so absurd. Okay, so he's got a picture of his meal at this restaurant in the Newark Airport and he tweets out, "This meal just cost me 78 dollars at Newark Airport. This is why Americans think the economy is terrible." And already, Did it come with a lap dance. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it came with? Came with a ratio, a gigantic ratio. <laughs> at this point,. A, uh, <laughs> yeah, 3,300 likes, 11,000 replies. And all of those replies are like, "You fucking idiot." You colossal idiot. And then it's also been hit with a community notes thing to clarify the actual cost of what he's purchased here. It says underneath the tweet, based on the similar table, glass, chair, sheet, and cut of fries, I assume sheet is this placement. fry
3: archaeology.
0: Yeah, I know someone's like. <laughs> someone's <laughs> really? conducted a forensic investigation on the cut mm. of the fries. You Clearly know?
3: not a Denny's fry. Yes, a, a waffle. No, no. It, it appears <laughs> yeah. to be a Dave and Buster. Uh, what is it?
0: Oh, the Smokehouse Restaurant in Newark Airport Terminal A. Yeah, and the actual cost. Yeah, the burger and fries cost. Seventeen dollars. So the rest of the meal—that's not bad,
4: actually.
1: Yeah,
3: no, that's like a burger and fries at a like upscale place.
1: Yeah, outside that's the airport, fully reasonable.
0: And considering how they gouge prices in airports because they've yeah. got a captive customer base there, where else are you going to go? So where's the rest the of the money?
3: Well, did he get a? Did he get like a six daiquiris
0: or something? He, no, he looks like he's got a double scotch or something sitting there. So oh. I think that not only explains the cost of the meal, if in fact that was the cost, plus I'm sure there was a tip included in the $78, but also would explain the stupid tweet. <laughs> David Did he Brooks get the whole was, bottle? No, I don't know. It's just, there's a bottle of Tabasco sitting there next to salt and pepper shakers. But I think those are free. I, I think the booze explains the stupid tweet. I think this was a David Brooks drunk tweet. <laughs>
3: last the, night. The other thing is just draw this immediate line from that to people's uh, uh, perception of the economy. It's yeah. just like... I, see, I think the only reason the New York Times keeps David Brooks is because this is the most engagement they've probably had in six
0: months. Oh, I'm sure. I'm you sure. Know, and, it doesn't and matter know,
3: if it's hate clicks. It's yeah. the fact that this, someone's actually clicking on a David Brooks because the man could not be less relevant.
0: You know, that's a well-known thing on social media where you deliberately do something stupid to generate engagement. I think that's one of the reasons why Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump and some of these Republicans insert all of these obvious misspellings in their tweets so that everyone comes in as grammar Nazis and tells them that they're misspelling these words, and that increases the engagement of that tweet. So the message of what they're trying to say-
3: No, they're just ignorant faces, dude. Yeah. Let's get that. Like, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene is not that clever.
0: <laughs> like, well, I I forget exactly where I read that, but that is a a well known new uh, social media strategy. Oh, yeah. mm. That's what, a lot of people do that, and it's so cynical and stupid. But
3: I mean, it's getting but, kicked out of musicals. Part of a strategy, <laughs> uh, but you know, I hate that I missed that we have not had a chance to talk about that together because that to yeah. me is just. Oh, it's that story's got everything. I mean... <laughs> it's got everything. Yeah, you're going to be like a... CS- <laughs> and apparently
1: they were dating everything. for months, not just the, the dwarves first...
0: Dwarves. Wow. Traffic pylons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Judy. well, I, I don't think she counted on the fact that there was surveillance video recording the whole thing. You know. Assume
1: there are cameras everywhere in public.
0: People. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, idiot. Hello. <laughs> she's such a fucking
3: little trash goblin. I
1: mean, she's
0: like... <laughs>
3: Man. Like, I mean, she's, like, literally vaping. I mean, I'm sure she was either drunk, and I'm I'm pretty sure that probably wasn't nicotine in that vape, you know? And, like, yeah. the lady behind her is an actual pregnant person who's like, please stop dispersing clouds of toxic chemicals in my face. Yeah. You know? And she's like, hang on, i got to grope my dude here. <laughs>
4: it's <laughs> like... I mean, I mean, it's, it's, husk it's,
1: his cob. She had to husk his cob.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless she had actually, like pulled up her skirt and took a shit in the aisle. There was nothing else she could have done that would have been like more trashy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, Jesus Christ,
0: are you 17 years old? And let's not forget this bitch is a grandmother. Yeah. And you know what? Immediately after that,
3: they fumigated.
0: No, they started making a, (laughs) no, they started making a big fucking deal about John Fetterman wearing shorts in the Senate. (laughs) That was like, Hey, look, no, no, don't look at Lauren Boebert. Look at that guy. He's wearing shorts in the Senate.
3: That's- Dude, but that was the easiest layup for him. Didn't he show up in a suit the next day? He was like, "I'm willing to do this for my country."
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just absurd. I
3: heard anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, like, I, 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 easy. I mean, it's like build him up, knock him. It's just like that's the easiest fucking thing in the world. John Fetterman goes to see a tailor, yeah. gets a suit that actually fits him, and shows up. And it's like, all right, your move, dickheads. <laughs> you know. Like,
0: Oh, yeah, by the way, one last thing uh, just to put an end cap on the David Brooks story. I mean, obviously, in all seriousness, the reason many Americans think the economy sucks is because of deliberately deceptive crapola like what David Brooks tweeted from certain members of the news media who are more interested in hot takes and clout than accurately communicating what's happening in the world. And But that's, also
3: having people that are this out of touch. I mean, yeah. David fucking Brooks is basically, remember those punching clown things when you were a little kid that would yeah. pop back up again? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why he exists. Mm-hmm. He's never gotten Anything right in his entire life, yeah. he probably literally could not pour piss from a boot if the instructions were on the heel.
0: God, I so, love that. Yeah, um, you know what? There's a line exactly that line in the movie Gettysburg. I just wanted really, to throw in that little geek factoid. Yeah, yeah. So that, I,
3: I heard my my dad used to say it, and his dad probably <laughs> said it, and you know all yeah, the way back. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Well, um, there's one other story here that I want to get in in our first segment here because
3: how could it get any worse?
0: <laughs> uh, well, it, it gets worse because we all know the story of what Donald Trump said about military veterans, calling them suckers and losers, and you know th- that whole thing that somehow has not stuck. I don't understand why it hasn't stuck. Why he's still you know polling well at least. Why well, he's, still he's still a, a thing? I'm old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, nothing makes sense anymore. We are through the looking glass with this kind of shit, and it comes to us from Jeffrey Goldberg in the Atlantic. Uh, holy shit, Trump is a monster. Let me read this. I'm going to just read this verbatim from the Atlantic, and it has to do with Mark Milley. Uh, Mark Milley had chosen a severely wounded Army captain, Luis Avila, to sing "God Bless America" at this event. Avila, who had completed five combat tours, had lost a leg in an IED attack in Afghanistan, and had suffered two heart attacks, two strokes, brain damage as a result of his injuries, to Milly and to four-star generals across the army. It's either Avia or Avila, and his wife Claudia, represented the heroism, sacrifice, and dignity of wounded soldiers. It had rained that day, the day of the event, and the ground was soft. At one point, Avia's wheelchair threatened to topple over. Millie's wife, Holly Ann, ran to help Avia, as did Vice President Mike Pence. After Avia's performance, Trump walked over to congratulate him, but then said to Millie, with an earshot of several witnesses, quote, why do you bring people like that here? No one wants to see that. The wounded. Unquote. Never let Avia appear in public again. Trump told Millie, and then in parentheses, uh, Goldberg writes: Recently, Millie invited Avia to sing at his retirement ceremony.
4: Ha.
0: Yeah. So Trump is a goddamn monster. That's horrific. Yeah. And <clears throat>
3: it's not. It's not a bug. It's a fe- I mean, yeah, Trump of course. Is intim- hates anyone who has actually accomplished anything. Yeah, yeah. Because he's never finished anything or accomplished anything or succeeded at anything in his fucking life.
0: Well, and he's also freaked out by anyone who he sees as weakened, you know, in a weakened state. And he feels yeah. as though that weakness is going to rub off on him. Right. And, and he sees this guy who served five tours, five combat tours. Yeah. as being somehow weak, as though these injuries are a sign of weakness. But it gets worse. Trump wanted to get into this whole situation about this Navy SEAL who uh, murdered someone uh, during uh, oh, yeah, a combat tour. Guy. Yeah, you okay. remember that? Uh, well, late one night, Air Force One, Milley tried to convince Trump that his intrusion into that news story was damaging Navy morale. They were flying from Washington to Dover to attend a dignified transfer, the repatriation ceremony for fallen service members. Quote, Mr. President, Milley said, you have to understand that the SEALs are a tribe within a larger tribe, the Navy. And it's up to them to figure out what to do with Gallagher, who is the Navy SEAL in question here. You don't want to intervene. This is up to the tribe. They have their own rules that they follow. Trump called Gallagher a hero and said he didn't understand why he was being punished. Quote, because he slit the throat of a wounded prisoner, Milley said, and then Trump replied, that guy was gonna die anyway. Wow. Milley answered, Mr. President, we have military ethics and laws about what happens in battle, we can't do that kind of thing, it's a war crime. Trump answered that he didn't understand, quote, the big deal. He went on, you guys, meaning combat soldiers, are all just killers. What's the difference? There he is, and whether this is gonna stick to Donald Trump as it should, I guess is up to us. We we just have to keep repeating this. We have to keep going over this and over this until it breaks through this barrier between what Donald Trump really is and what so many people think he is. Obviously, we're not just dealing with red hats here. We're dealing with some swing voters, some people who are like Donald Trump's a liar, but Joe Biden's old bullshit. You? you know that kind of shit. The people it's who the think whole, that like,
3: Chris Saliza mentality in Washington. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, or
0: the David Brooks we have mentality. To have yeah. a
3: fucking horse race, and it's like football teams, to yeah. them. And they don't understand that people's lives and the actual like future of our country are hinging in the balance here. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's yeah. like you're, the, you're, but it's like it's always these. Sorry, Bob, it's always these straight white guys (laughs) that are like, they they don't, I mean, you get it, but most of your kind don't actually feel like they have skin in the game. The Republicans win, the Democrats win. It's always the same for them.
0: Oh, yeah, straight white guys are a shit show. You're not going to get any argument from me. I, I completely understand that. There's no doubt that they're at the center of what's happening here. And sadly, for many of us straight white guys who actually, as you were saying, see the reality of what's happening and understand the damage that has been done. Um, You know, I think that's a good thing, but the vast majority of straight white guys who support monsters like Donald Trump, in spite of things like this. In fact, I would say that this kind of monstrous opinion about military veterans I think a lot of red hats would read this because they're not going to see this. They're not going to, you know, Fox News isn't going to report about this. They're not going to see this on Breitbart, by the way. But if they heard about it, they would go, oh, well, you know what? That's Trump. At least he's authentic, which is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. There's no one who's less authentic than Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Everything about him is bullshit. (laughs)
3: <laughs> He's an authentic asshole I think that's the one thing yeah. He can lay claim to and say that Yeah, nobody handed me this, I did this myself
0: That's the conundrum That's the upside down world that we live in Right now Where this kind of thing it is It was the written same off. in
3: 2004 though When they took yeah. an actual war hero, John Kerry yep. Who like ran into the gunfire To help his men yep, And somehow made him into this like Granola eating pansy
0: I know, yeah, there were people at the Republican National Convention in 2004 wearing purple band-Aids to mock I remember: John I remember that one particular
3: chinless cow of a person. Yeah, uh, yeah
0: and oh the, yeah, the, 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 yeah. Right. Yes, there's a famous picture of the purple Band-Aid, but she wasn't the only one. They were all over the place, And that was years and years. I mean, Trump was right in the middle of just being the guy from The Apprentice not even close to being uh, you know, a presidential candidate at that point, and you can see where the seeds were sown. You know what I mean? So the Republican Party just likes to do this thing where they wrap themselves in the flag and they appropriate military veterans for their own marketing purposes. They exploit these people. Guns,
3: gods, and, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. military might. And it's like, but no. Right. But they well, also have, like, it's white soldiers that they're thinking about. They don't understand how brown the military is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now,
3: you know, and they don't understand how much more egalitarian than in some ways than society at large the military can be because, you know, you've got to perform in your job in the military. You can't, uh, you know, at least at the, like, the low, you know, there's officers and there's going to be jackasses everywhere. But, like, a military job, if you're not functioning properly, you can get your people killed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so what? The, it's the, not
3: like taking conference calls all day in Trump Tower.
0: Yeah, right. Well, the only thing that's missing from this story is I wish there were a video to go along with it
3: mm, or an actual bomb falling on Trump. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, it, in, in all seriousness, I wish there was some sort I wish he was saying this on video because that would. The unequivocal evidence that this actually occurred, because what's going to happen is if he hasn't already taken to troth central
2: truth central
0: to say that it's fake news, he eventually will. And that's going to be his thing. Of course, all the Red Hats will go along with that. The Red Hat Entertainment Complex will say, well, you know what? Millie's had it out for Donald Trump forever. Donald Trump's been antagonizing him since, uh, since January 6th, since all of that went down. And so this is just Millie retaliating. What well, do you call the
3: machines with the claw that drops... And like picks up a stuffed animal or yeah, something. Yeah, which is
0: how Stephanie like, Miller lifted me out of the ditch after I crashed on my bike. Yeah,
3: <laughs> she kept throwing quarters in and just like, got a good grip on you.
0: Yeah, that's right.
3: <laughs> but uh, it's like their brains are just desi- no longer designed to pick up any counter information that goes against their narrative.
0: Yeah, yeah, you right. You know,
3: it's just it will just like like the, the the calipers will close and it will like slide out and slide out they'll never like that's just not part of their what they believe about Trump. And so there's no, they won't assimilate it. Yeah. Even if they do by some bizarre miracle come across this
0: information in the wild. You know, I just keep looking at this quote. Why would you bring people like that here? No one wants to see that the wounded. Yep. 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 God bless America. This is the guy who loves to hump the flag claims that he's very, very strong on the military He's I'm got no respect, no respect whatsoever for the military. I think even the most radical leftist at least acknowledges the heroism and sacrifice of military veterans. Well, these Republicans who have incorporated uh, you know, military engagements and the military itself into their brand over years and years and years and years, certainly since 9-11. I mean, those of us who went through Blogosphere 1.0... Remember the glory (laughs) days, holy God. Uh, See also aforementioned 2004 Republican National Convention. And that's what was the great contradiction about that period of time, going back to that, is that all at once they were hectoring liberals you know, with the you're either with us or you're with the terrorists. No, we're, we were
3: we were surrender monkeys. You yeah, know, we were surrender we, monkeys. We didn't want to go into Iraq. Yeah, yeah. Which made perfect sense because Iraq didn't fucking attack us. Right. It, uh,
0: why why you don't know? you support the troops, Democrats? Why do you hate the troops? And you know yeah, what? Let's
3: not, I mean, let's not pretend this whole like black is white, up is down, ignorance is strength, freedom is slavery thing yeah. started right. with the Trump administration because it's been the Trump, the the Fox News. Modus operandi since fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Okay. Well, we lost Jody. Is she asleep?
1: Right here. I'm just listening. Just having
3: to get up so early these days. She's just like, yeah, boys, you talk. I'm going to.
1: I've only been up for nine, nine hours. For I've been up for nine hours. That's it. Just nine hours. I well, I've only I guess been up nine hours.
0: In the interest of full disclosure, this is the second time we've tried recording today's show. Thank you. We got fifteen minutes in talking to absolutely no one. No one because my version of I'm not going to say what the software is. Well, everyone knows what software I use. Sound Forge. I was recording with SoundForge, and it, it it crashed. So there was no recording of it the drowned first fifteen forge. minutes. Yes. Mm. And it was so much fun, and there's no way we can get that back. And you know what? I'm such an idiot, and this is partially my fault. The batteries for my backup yeah. recording and device.
3: I said. But what about the backup? <laughs> and like, Bob said, "Well, oh, the battery died." I'm like, man. okay. Now there should be a backup battery for the backup. But I know. Crazy.
0: I mean, maybe I'm a little. Type A on this, but I know, I know, I know. It's horrendous. I hate myself for not having the backup device rolling. Shall we flog him, Jody? <laughs> Please. No, we
2: shan't flog him because you have no idea how many times I fucked up my goddamn podcast oh, <laughs> over 14 years. Yeah. So, this, you no? know what?
0: In the entire run of this show, this has only happened twice. This happened once with Buzz, like early on shortly after Ches died. And then this is the second time where the software has just Kimberly. gone.
3: Yeah. And we had gone like 40 minutes. Yeah. We were like, so we oh, done, no, I've so done no. a whole
1: hour. I've oh done a whole hour. Oh, my
3: God. Honestly, that's kind of all I think about when we're on here. I'm thinking about trying to make you two laugh. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah. The rest of y'all are just eavesdropping on my phone call with Bob and Jody. But
0: like. <laughs> That's kind of what this is like. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's take a short break, and when we come back, we got to talk about the Rodeo Clown Caucus wanting to shut down the government to help Trump. Some gigantic revelations from Cassidy Hutchinson. Of, because this
3: whole like government shutdown thing has been such a winner for Republicans in the past.
0: Yeah, I know. And this one's even worse, because no one's saying that this is the Democrats' fault. No one's saying this is Biden's fault. This is entirely the Rodeo Clown Caucus. Even Kevin McCarthy is saying that. So this is Republicans in disarray, 1,000%. someone leave
3: Kevin McCarthy on a changing table? Can you explain that to me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Meantime, we've got Lynn Wood news. Trump cosplayer Lynn Wood has flipped. We'll talk about that in a second. Plus uh, a whole lot more. So much news today. Okay, back with more podcasts right after these words.
1: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath & Body products. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. You never felt good
0: So good. She is. You know what? I was gonna say, we're gonna we're gonna make King Cyborg famous here. But you know what? I don't think she needs us. I think she's doing yeah. quite well on her own because, man, one of our favorites here, uh brand new single from King Cyborg, is called Succubus. Got a link in the description under this episode at bobsuska.com. Just go to that website, find this episode dated 921-23. Scroll right on down, her, and there'll be a link. Like, yeah, to download. So sucky rich.
3: Notes. Yeah. Low end, You know, it's almost got like a Joan Armatrading thing going on, and then she does yeah. these high notes, and it's just like so, like oh god she's so good yeah
0: yeah it's so inventive yes. and so interesting and she's got interesting we're gonna
3: collaborate yeah and she's the, got the, some shows coming up and what she's played in, we're gonna work on the song we're gonna do a remix of the song that you guys are gonna hear later in the show
0: oh i can't wait yeah yeah well and the prog rock side of me loves her music too because she's got interesting time signatures in there weird rhythms playing against counterpoint uh music mm. and Just love it. Uh, Oh, my God. Uh, Brand new King Cyborg again, a song called Succubus. So go download that right now. Get it into your record collection. It needs to be in there, and then tell all your friends about King Cyborg. Holy shit. All right, so getting back into things today on our big Thursday show. The Rodeo Clown Caucus is uh, trying to shut down the entire government in order to get Trump out of legal jeopardy. And guess what? Gigantic fail. You know why? When has this ever paid
3: off for them? Is there a single instance where Republicans shut down the government going all the way back to Newt Gingrich, which I think in the 90s was when they first started playing this game?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's. yeah, I've got an observation about that, but I wanted to mention that a government shutdown won't have any effect on Jack Smith's prosecutions. So don't worry. Fun fact.
3: Yeah. Also, yeah. his office can survive a nuclear attack. He himself is uh, radiation-proof. <laughs> His, right. Yeah, his, his his prosecution would continue even if the apocalypse came and it was just cockroaches share and the Jack Smith case.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jack Smith doesn't do push-ups; He pushes the earth down.
3: Um, his tears can cure cancer, but unfortunately, he never cries. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing about this particular government <laughs> shutdown is prior government shutdowns. Some people like the aforementioned David Brooks. We're just Oh, both sides are doing this. Joe Biden's being stubborn or Barack Obama's being stubborn and so are the Republicans. They're being stubborn too. They're all just being stubborn. Not in this case. This is not one of those uh, Spider-Man memes where they're all the Spider-Men are pointing at each other. This is a case where the Rodeo Clown Caucus specifically, the Freedom Caucus in the House of Representatives, are not only trying to screw over the entire government in order to help Donald Trump, But they're totally screwing Kevin McCarthy, too. They don't want Kevin McCarthy as speaker anymore, and so they're sabotaging him. They're turning this into a failure. But the thing is, they're going to get away with it. People like Marjorie Taylor Greene are going to get away with it because they're in heavily gerrymandered districts. There's no way they're going to get voted out of office or successfully primary challenged or anything like that because they've got that structural advantage built into the district maps.
3: I don't know. Lauren Boebert was hanging by a thread. Well, that's true. I mean, that's absolutely true. (laughs) I kind of feel like the fact that the geyser was with owns a bar that hosts a drag night. Like it's just. Uh, well, she's got nothing
0: you- to lose then, because if she's already screwed, then what the hell? She might as well go for it. She but might well, as well vape wherever the fuck nonsense. she
3: wants. She can vape during like congressional hearings. Why not?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Trump tweeted about this specifically not too long ago. He on uh, not he didn't tweet about it. He said it on Troth Central. He said a very important deadline is approaching at the end of the month. Republicans in Congress. Can and must defund all aspects of crooked Joe Biden's weaponized government that refuses to close the border and treats half the country as enemies of the state. This is also the last chance to defund these political prosecutions against me and other patriots. They failed on the debt limit, but they must not fail now. Use the power of the purse and defend the country, meaning defend me 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 it's all about me i just added that last part that's not what he really wrote but he did no he meant that though yeah that's exactly what he meant use the power of the purse to defend the country donald trump believes he is the country therefore use the power of the purse to defend me And that's what that's all about. That is so unbelievably hubristic. We're going to shut down the entire government. We're going to take your social security check away while this is going on because Donald Trump is crapping his big boy pants over possibly going to prison.
3: That's like Merrick Garland having to sit in his fucking session this week and be like, I am not the president's personal attorney. Yeah. Do you fucking chuckle now for chuckle fucks don't have anything better to do, yeah, then have me come in here and and you know while you do your sound bites for Fox News, that just to me was so outrageous, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know, and even the like again, like the water flavored popsicle man, the Merrick Garland, you know, actually got a little spicy mm-hmm. because it just was so fucking preposterous, and it's.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Huffington Post reported this, that within an hour of Trump's post, Matt Gates posted an image of uh, that troth on social media site X, Twitter, Still commonly yeah. known as, yeah, as they, they, they note here, still commonly known as Twitter, which is actually the name yeah, of the I website right tweets now. are called Zeets now. I don't know. I don't, I just don't care. It's so done. It is so. If you just
3: Zeet in your pants at work, you have to go home and shower and change. It's, you know what?
0: Like, yeah. <clears throat> Twitter, I wouldn't be surprised if it was going to change his name to Spirit Halloween anytime now because it's just the sad <clears throat> ball. But uh, Matt Gates wrote, Trump opposes the continuing resolution, hold the line. Yes, keep going, Rodeo Clown Caucus, you're doing great. Everyone's going to blame the Republicans for this, bottom line. NBC News reported Republicans are looking at ways to insert provisions in government funding legislation that would hinder federal and state prosecutors who have secured indictments of Trump based on unproven claims that he's being politically targeted. So not only are they trying to shut down the government, but one of the things they're trying to insert into the continuing resolution is an amendment that would defund Jack Smith's prosecutions and somehow defund the state and local prosecutions. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Meantime, Kevin McCarthy said that uh, this is a whole new concept of individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. He's referencing
3: Where members. Where have you been? I know. I mean, yeah. they, they literally shit on the fucking
0: walls, dude. I know. Holy God. What a phenomenal shit show. And meanwhile, David Brooks is tweeting pictures of his hamburger and saying, oh, this is why the economy sucks. Yeah, thanks for completely missing the goddamn narrative here. So uh, I think the story even beyond Republicans in disarray has got to be Republicans are attempting to use government funding to obstruct justice in four criminal cases, four separate criminal cases. And yet, Joe Biden shouldn't be president because he's old. That's how broken a nation we are at this point. God damn it. God damn it! Uh, yeah, Because um... these two stories, this story right here, where they want to defund the government in order to get Donald Trump out of legal jeopardy, and the previous story about Donald Trump bashing wounded military veterans, plural? Mm-hmm. That's insane. I mean, how is it they don't
3: see that everything they are doing right now and that they are completely willing to strap the suicide vests on is to keep him from facing accountability. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, I'm just like, do you guys have no long-term plans? Mm -hmm. You just want to completely break everything so that what? Yeah. Like, what is the end game here? Because it's, you can't do this forever. And eventually he will die. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I, I know, you know what the end game is.
0: Just to answer your question, I think the end game is to, uh, is to eat away at people's faith and confidence in American democracy. The idea is here to make people go, hey, you know what? This democracy thing just isn't working out. What else you got? What else you got? You got authoritarianism? Let's have some of that. Fascist tendencies? Who cares? I'm a white guy. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. It's not going to affect me. Yeah, I don't me. think
3: women are into this. No, <laughs> no
0: we are not. No,
1: <laughs>
3: it's, This ain't flying. The thing is, it really is they're preaching to the inside of their information silo, mm-hmm. and it's just continuing to alienate people and push people away, And but they hope that they can game the process and gerrymand and overrule and yep. kick people out of office in spite yeah. of what the voters say. Yeah, yeah. The mission
0: is to seize as many public offices as possible, especially the presidency, and then to never leave. I mean, it's just—I've been ranting about this a lot lately, so forgive me for repeating myself. But Donald Trump has already vowed that he wants a redo of his first term. That was his exact word. He wants a redo of his first term because of the what does that mean? Yeah, he couldn't days. get anything done because of the Russia investigation. So he says he deserves a redo of that first term. <laughs> so, so if he gets elected in 2028, right? The idea is that that's going to be his first term. And then meantime, you've got this project 2028.
2: Are you sure it's not 24? 20, 28, did I say, he might be dead.
0: Did yeah. I say 28? I meant 24. You did. Yeah, imagine. I meant uh, 2024. Dude, if he, do
3: if, not start stressing me out about the 2028 fucking election. <laughs> well, no, I mean, <laughs> 2028. I'll fucking club you like a baby seal. 2028 just, is
0: when he steals another election, right? Uh, because what he thinks is the term that will begin on January 20th, 2025 will be his first term redo. And then once the 2028 election comes around, he's going to insist upon running again. And then when he's denied that, he's going to be able to get around it because part of Project 2025 indicates that the mission of the Trump presidency, or part of it at least, is going to be bringing the Department of Justice under control of the White House. And then gutting the federal bureaucracy so that resistance inside the federal government will be entirely minimized by the time 2028 rolls around. And that's the plan. That's the whole it's written down. I mean, they've actually you can read it. It's called Project 2025. That's Mm. the idea. And it's designed to keep Donald Trump or someone Donald Trump appoints as a successor in office indefinitely. That's the mission of the modern Republican Party. And then you add in all these other dimensions to it that essentially define American fascism. And those are the stakes of this election. And I yeah. think we all need to wrap our heads around that particular reality. Yeah.
1: Does it mean I still have to look at real estate in Mexico again?
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Not a bad idea. I mean, I Russia chuckle. on my
3: had a thing the other day, and I'm trying to remember the exact quote. Yeah. Um, but she's like, it's up to us to be truthful, not neutral.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. You know, and if that means calling it out and just saying one side of it has completely stopped playing according to the rules and is actively trying to burn the government down and to hurt you people in the process, then, I. but, you know...
0: Yeah, well, just look at January 6th. I mean, that's all the evidence you need that this is the mission, this is the idea. Republicans have now started to circle wagons around the insurrectionists and around Donald Trump to the point of wanting to defund the government to obstruct these investigations, to obstruct accountability into the perpetrators of January 6th. I mean, what more evidence do you need that this is all going on? We've got book burnings. We've got anti-Semitism, authoritarianism, white supremacy, anti-democracy insurrections, the delegitimization of elections and a movable personality cult surrounding Donald Trump, who's dictating party policy, and of course targeted violence against vulnerable communities. You uh,
3: know, I feel like people keep saying this isn't who we are. Yeah. People can't serve in public office because, but but I'm like actually up until about eh, 60s, 70s, this is exactly who we were. Yeah. The, the last 50 years of progress is what's always been here. And I know, actually, that was a beautiful idea that was pushed forward by the ideals that we championed throughout the world in World War II and that were enabled by, you know, a 95% tax base and the actual, like, growth and expansion of industry in this country. But it actually was not how things went for yeah. a long time mm-hmm. in lots of parts of the country. And so I feel like we have to understand that freedom – is like going up on a down escalator. Yeah. You've got to keep working at it, oh, or yeah. you sink. Yeah. You know, it is a daily thing that we have to work at, and that no, there will never be a time in our lifetime when we can lie back and say, "Okay, our rights are secure."
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, as I've always been saying, that is that uh, democracy is something that can be used to end democracy, and so that's that's where the diligence has to come in. Because given enough propaganda, given enough personality cults and so forth, suddenly democracy becomes optional. And it's not. It's not really optional. I go back to that. Uh, it's attributed to Winston Churchill. I have no idea if he actually said it, but democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others. Yeah. And so I think sometimes the Republicans forget about the second half of that statement and I'm talking about Republican voters generally the the red hat cult well democracy is ineffectual what are we doing here it gives Republicans or it gives uh, liberals too much leeway uh, to ruin the country so maybe what we ought to do is uh, steal as many offices as we possibly can and then just we don't leave and if they try to force us to leave that's when the civil war happens And that's the general idea of what we're facing here. And we haven't faced that possibility since 1860. So uh, let's see what else here. What else is going on? Cassidy Hutchinson. There are a bunch of revelations from Cassidy Hutchinson here in her new book. A couple things here. First, Cassidy Hutchinson revealed why Trump didn't want to wear masks. I'm just going to read this right out of The Guardian. So here we go. Get ready for this. On Thanksgiving Eve 2020, Hutchinson writes, a group of Pennsylvania legislators brought to the White House by Rudy Giuliani as Trump sought to contest his defeat in the election by Biden were tested for COVID shortly before meeting the president. Several tested positive. See where this is going? Uh Hutchinson prepared to take only the guests who tested positive to the Oval Office, only to be ordered by Trump, quote, I said everyone, bring them all, bring them all now. Doctors who overheard immediately urged me to push back, Hutchinson writes, but she told them she was not in the business of defying the president's orders. Sean Conley, then physician to the president, reluctantly agreed and told the COVID positive guests to wear masks. When everyone had filed into the Oval Office, though, Trump instructed the masked guests to take off their masks. What a fucking maniac. This is first yeah, generation. Ass, yeah. You know. First generation COVID we're talking about here, right? Yeah. He assured them it was more important for him to see their beautiful faces, said he was not worried about contracting the virus. Trump Hutchinson writes, said that because he had recently been infected, he did not fear contracting COVID again. Well, he should have. But this is just how this is a great example of how reckless he was about this virus. He's more concerned with the optics of wearing a mask than the safety protocols that are involved with preventing further spread of the virus. Right. But my favorite part of this story has to do with Donald Trump's vanity and his obsession with uh, wearing that face makeup that he always wears. Trump told reporters he tried a mask but did not wear it after consulting the company chief executive. Okay, so I guess he's at a... He's at it's a he's, Ford plant. Yeah, it's the Ford. Yeah, thank you very much. It's the Ford plant. So Hutchinson writes that, in fact, Trump decided on a white mask, then asked staffers what they thought. I slowly shook my head, she writes. The president pulled the mask off and asked why I thought he would not wear it. I pointed at the straps of the N95 I was holding. When he looked at the straps of his mask, he saw they were covered in bronzer. Trump's reliance on heavy face makeup is well documented. Quote, why did no one else tell me that, he snapped. I'm not wearing this thing. The press would criticize him for not wearing a mask, Hutchinson writes, not knowing that the depth of his vanity had caused him to reject masks. And then millions of his fans followed suit. So millions of his fans, many of them got COVID, many of them died from COVID, decided not to wear masks ultimately because... Trump was being vain about his face and his complexion and wearing that foppish bronzer that's become part of his brand now.
3: That's the thing about his fucking mugshot when all those guys were like drooling over it saying how alpha he looks. I'm like, alpha people don't look like Doritos. (laughs) Like, I mean, literally, he's so orange in that picture and he never has learned the knack of putting it on his ears. Yeah. Like his ears are pink and pale, like pretty, pale, shell pink, like a pretty girl's nail polish. And then his face is the color of a burnt cheese Dorito. Well, my my
0: theory about that is that I'm sure at some point someone said, hey, Mr. President, you want me to blend that in for you? Or Mr. Trump, I can blend that and make that seem more like your actual complexion. And I'm sure he went, no, no, no. This is my brand. It has to look stupid like this. I have to have, like, none of it has to come anywhere close to my eyes so I look like witchy poo from H.R. Puffin stuff. That's what I, that's what it has to look like. I mean, I'm entirely serious about this. The stupid way that he applies that foppish bronzer on his face is part of his brand. It's like that stupid hair or the ridiculously ill-fitting suits or the lifts in his shoes or the girdle, all the other shit.
3: I am so tired of that fucking hair. I'm so. I just. I just. I can't believe I'm still having to look at it. But let's move on to Lynn Wood while we're in this. Okay. Well, there was one
0: other Cassidy Hutchinson revelation, and this one's Uh, going to make us all nauseous. This has to do with Rudy Giuliani, who sexually assaulted her on January sixth describing a meeting with Giuliani backstage at Donald Trump's speech near the White House before his supporters marched on Congress in an attempt to overturn the 2020 election, Hutchinson says the former New York mayor turned Trump lawyer put his hand under and this is a quote, under my blazer then my skirt. Ah! I feel God, it's just uh, I feel he's fucking pigmen. They're horrible, horrible people. I feel his frozen fingers trail up my thigh, she writes. He tilts his chin up. The whites of his eyes look jaundiced. My eyes dart to Trump advisor John Eastman, who flashes a leering grin. Oh my God. I fight against the tension in my muscles and recoil from Rudy's grip. Filled with rage, I storm through the tent, on yet another quest for Mark. So I guess this is an outdoor tent. We've seen the pictures of Trump and Trump Jr. and all those people watching the January 6th insurrection. Gold
3: foil with Coke is kicking in, bouncing around, trying to do her little stripper dance.
0: Yeah. So I guess this took place in the same tent on January 6th.
3: Can you imagine, like things are spiraling out of control. You can't find your boss. Things are turning violent and crazy. The Secret Service is like, get back West Wing, get back to the West Wing. Yeah, yeah. And like you're trying to figure out what to do, and these fucking ice-cold, creepy Nosferatu fingers start creeping into your clothes. I don't know how she didn't just like fucking pepper spray him.
0: I guess Rudy thinks that his proximity to Donald Trump, the fact that he was mayor of New York, etc., that he's a celebrity in some twisted way, gives drunk. him the. He was drunk. Status. He was drunk. Yeah, well, I'm sure the alcohol. Yeah, great point. (laughs) Of course, the booze, right? It's despicable. Yeah. But that I think that's what drives him to behave like this. So appropriate that he's become the worm to Donald Trump's butch. And you know, of course, when it comes down to it, Trump will throw him under the bus, just like everyone else. That's I mean, I think Rudy should expect that. I mean, Rudy wants Trump to pay Rudy him for his got legal evidence services. Of this yeah.
3: years ago. Like, yeah. I mean, Trump has repeatedly walked him out on the ledge and just abandoned him. Yeah. And Rudy, it, but it's like, they, they, it's like Roger Stone. They always keep coming back. Because first mm-hmm. of all, no one else will hire them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, who's going to ask Rudy fucking Giuliani to be their lawyer now? Yeah. But also just because they're so fucking limited in their worldview. Mm-hmm. They just, they're like goldfish. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, a castle. Mm -hmm.
0: And they turn around and they're like, "Ooh, a castle, you know, it just. Yep. Yep. Well, meantime, uh, former MAGA attorney Lynn Wood is a witness for uh, the state. In Fonnie Willis's election interference, Rico case against the former president and 18 others. Wood, who retired from practicing law earlier this year to avoid disbarment, worked (laughs) as a member of Trump's legal team in the aftermath of the 2020 election. He was, of course, recommended for indictment by the special grand jury in Fulton County. But according to a Wednesday filing to the Fulton County Superior Court, which seeks a resolution to potential conflicts of interest between attorneys for Trump and several of his co defendants, Wood is a witness for the prosecution. <laughs> Man, he's so screwed. Uh, he went on our radio show yesterday afternoon and said, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't flip. I didn't flip on Trump. You know why he said that? Because he knows. He won't that- get killed. Yeah, he doesn't want to get killed. Exactly fucking right. He doesn't want the red hats to uh, seek revenge against him for flipping on their messiah. That's exactly why. And of course, because it's an information silo, that's the part of the story that will resonate. Oh, Linwood's, he didn't flip. This is fake news, right? That's how that's Mm going to get played out. So meantime, uh, we are all at this point are familiar with the Molly Michael story, which, by the way, it occurred to me last night as I was talking to John Fugel saying that Molly Michael, the reason Donald Trump hired her is because of her name. It's a central casting name. Molly Michael sounds like the name of a character in a 1950s screwball comedy. And that's why, you know, it's the kind of people he likes to hire people with uh, funny names like Mad Dog Mattis. Or who was the other guy? Who was the... Who, what was H.R. McMaster's nickname? Didn't he have a nickname too? I don't remember. But Hope Hicks, I'm sure, was hired for a similar reason because of her alliterative name. He's just that stupid. Anyway...
3: Well, and also, have you seen Hope Hicks? Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's <laughs> also true. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Vogue model. Oh, there's so a video yeah.
0: going around today of Donald Trump at some bar or something in Iowa where he's signing some woman's tits on camera. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, meantime, Maggie Haberman has confirmed the Molly Michael story about how Trump told Molly Michael not to tell the FBI about the boxes. Maggie Haberman has now confirmed that particular story.
3: And he was just taking like his fucking CIA briefings and writing to do lists on the back of them and handing them to her. It yeah, just, exactly.
0: Which again, I mean, by itself, ahead. that would be an enormous story. But that's actually the secondary story. That's like the B story, the B plot of this thing. And the the A plot is the fact that he was suborning Molly Michael to lie to the FBI. Unbelievable. And so... He's
3: just a fucking incompetent slob. Everything around him is chaos. Like, everything is a fucking hamburger wrapper. You know, like, it doesn't matter if it's a fucking, like, classic, you know, I mean, a classified document or whatever. It just, like, it just, he's the ultimate... Vulgarian, do you remember like how I had that whole fucking like three minute meltdown about him calling a piece of chocolate cake beautiful? I'm like, this man wouldn't know <laughs> no. actual beautiful if it fucking bit him on the ass with rattlesnake fangs. Because yeah, he's yeah. like, I mean, and he just. Oh. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah. let's take uh, let's take one last break, and when we come back. We'll talk about old timey baseball player and Trump former Trump lawyer Ty Cobb. And uh, we're going to bask in some schadenfreude at the expense of Project Veritas here in just one second. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back after these words.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.
0: Our new astral summer yeah david this is great
3: i am so excited about the stuff that dave did on this like
0: he was like i'm not
3: sure what i'm gonna do he's like i've got a couple of ideas and then like plug him in and it's just like bam 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 it's all fantastic <laughs> like yeah yeah
0: yeah is this available now can people download it
3: yes it is uh, at our Bandcamp site uh astralsummer.bandcamp.com uh, also, it is available to stream. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's out there. Like, hey, I should go on the Stephanie uh, Miller show. Maybe to promote this sometime soon. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. I'll send you an email. I'll, do the, I'll go through the process.
0: The outstanding single. I got a link in the description at com Under this episode, dated nine twenty one twenty three. Do it now. Get it into your record collection. And... Yeah.
3: This is a song that I'm, like, I sent it to to King Cyborg, and she wrote me back. She was like, yes, let's do this. I'm excited about this, so we're going to do something together with this song.
0: Oh, man. I'm I kind of wait. hoping
3: to have her sing the part of Zola. You oh, know? great. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and kind of a, like, who are you? What do you, you know, who wants to know, buddy? You know, <laughs> yeah, right,
0: right. Yeah. Um, All right, well, uh, let's get back into things here before we wrap up the show. Old-timey baseball player Ty Cobb says that Trump ordered underlings to obstruct justice. (laughs)
3: Let's all gasp in Spanish. Ready?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there we go. Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah. I hear Trump, really, for the first time in terms of the way this evidence has rolled out, Speaking in the terms of a mob boss, this is Ty Cobb speaking here, giving a direct order to somebody that he probably should have no reason to believe would lie for him, but expecting uh, that person to do so, Cobb said. There's a difference between loyalty and breaking the law, and that's not a line she was going to cross. I think she's talking about, or he's talking about Molly Michael here. He is. So it really is Trump directly ordering obstruction, And that would certainly be helpful to enhance the credibility of others who will testify about the obstruction. Cobb made his point by bringing up UCL Tavares, the former IT director of Mar-a-Lago, who made a deal with special counsel Jack Smith's office to cooperate with prosecutors in exchange for immunity. The assessment from Cobb also backs up multiple legal commentators who agree that Trump's reported orders look like witness tampering on top of his mishandling of classified documents. Well, that, that much is obvious, right? So, uh,
3: Trump is to witness tampering what cyanide is to Tylenol tampering. You
0: yeah. Know? <laughs> well, the, the only way he gets out of this espionage case is if Eileen Cannon decides not to go to trial, which would be such a miscarriage of justice. It is inconceivable to me that she could continue to ever be a federal judge After throwing this case out. I I can't imagine that that's actually going to happen, but that's... She hasn't done it yet. Hasn't done it yet. (laughs) That's true. But she's going to... I'm going to say one thing. Yeah, drag it out. Yeah,
3: Fawny Willis. I actually heard this white lady on MSNBC like tone policing Fawny Willis in her letter to Jim Jordan where yep. she was like, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> like, uh, I know. I don't have time for this. I'm running the most important prosecution in the country. You, sir, have no understanding of the law. Yeah. And she was like, we should be keeping this dignified. <laughs> and I'm like, no, bitch. I'm like, Fonnie Willis is the only one who understands the fucking assignment. Yeah, right, These right. people are clowns. Mm-hmm. They are practically coming to work in red noses and big shoes. Yeah. Okay? And that's how you have to talk to them. You have to say, back the fuck up, yes. motherfucker. And when they <laughs> say, we want our trial into October, you say, all right, we'll do them all. And... And, you know, and she's everyone's amazing. like, yeah. she's, how is she going to, she knows exactly what she's doing. She's going all the way to the motherfucking wall, okay? Yep. She's like, y'all want to try me? We will do this shit. I have taken <laughs> on gangster rappers. I have taken on cartels. I ain't scared of y'all. You fucking bunch of polyester suit wearing crackers. Like, bring it.
0: Wow. Like, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly right. And she should I be. Just, I was yeah. so mad at The,
3: the ladies. Yeah. Mary McCord was on MSNBC and she's like, I just, I don't feel it's appropriate we have to treat it with more dignity. I'm like, no, they have already dragged it into the mud. Yeah, exactly. We're the ones that are standing there fucking in the Edwardian clothes going, instruct me how Douglas. Yeah. You know, like. Just, see, uh, see
0: also the Democrats weak response to John Kerry and the uh, purple band-aids nonsense from the Republicans bingo. when that was going on, the swift boating of John Kerry. The Democrats yep. kind of just sidestepped that and allowed it to metastasize into an actual thing so that the decorated war veteran was seen as anti military, right? Yeah,
3: well, if Fawnie yeah. Willis or anyone from your office is listening, I got you, girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Like, that, you understand the assignment. Keep bringing it, because that is exactly how you treat thugs.
0: Yep. Well, how about some schadenfreude? How about this? Uh, Project mm-hmm, Veritas mm-hmm. is gone. Project Veritas Yay! is dead. I'm so happy to see this. Uh, Rest in
3: pieces, bitch. They have yeah.
0: suspended operations. I just, this is my favorite story in the world. And you know what? They're out of money, but maybe they shouldn't have wasted all their cash, all their donations. They should have put on a
3: production of Oklahoma with fucking James O'Keefe playing the cowboy. Oh, (laughs) I know. What the fuck? How is that
0: advancing your
3: agenda? Right.
0: Well, I mean, they wasted so much money on legal counsel to go after people like me. They tried to sue everybody. In order to gain scalps for their wall of shame. Yeah. Right? So don't everybody
3: cry at once. Project Project Veritas has gone to the dustbin of history. Yeah. Um, yeah. such, a,
0: such a relief. Uh, this makes me smile and smile and smile. Project Veritas, the conservative organization founded by James O'Keefe, suspended all operations on Wednesday after another round of layoffs. Mediaite has learned, according to a letter titled Reduction in Force that was sent to Project Veritas staffers by HR Director Jennifer Keiak on Wednesday, The organization is putting all operations on pause amidst severe financial woes. Oh, so sad. Sad. In the interest of... Let's
3: talk about the the fucking decade it's been since we heard they had a fucking quote-unquote rape boat. What? And that people were still actually drawing salaries off that organization until last week. No. This should never... This is how far being white and well-connected will take you in this society because James O'Keefe had absolutely nothing else going for him.
0: Well, this is, how far the, this is how far the conservative movement has fallen down the crapper, because yeah. this ridiculousness for Project Veritas over the aforementioned last decade is basically like prank videos passed off as journalism and activism. Mm-hmm. That's the amazing Orwellian thing that Project Veritas represents. They have no interest in reality or truth. This is a propaganda organization. <laughs> that tar- it's
3: the owl my balls of politics. Yeah,
0: exactly. They, take, they go around, they do hidden video, and then they selectively edit that video to make it seem like people are saying things that they're not really saying, and then they include this dramatic music behind it that makes it seem sinister, and then it ruins lives. I mean, Acorn is gone. Acorn doesn't even exist anymore because of a fake fucking James O'Keefe video. And by the way, calling them fake videos, that's why I got a letter-threatening lawsuit from these guys. Uh, from one of their attorneys back in 2021. And by the way, didn't take the tweets down. Left the tweets up. The deadline passed. No, I'm sure
3: they've, you, those yeah. fucking, you could wipe your ass with those fucking letters. I still a have them. Like, an entire house yeah. with how many of those they send out. Oh, I'm framing to them. Intimidate people.
0: I'm, I'm having them framed. <laughs> They're going up on my wall. Because you know what? I said no. I'm not taking this shit down. Deadline yeah, passed and they never sued me. So that's how that worked out. So money well spent on your legal counsel to write up that letter. And it was never pursued. I guess I shouldn't say that publicly because they could try again, I guess. I don't know. But it doesn't matter because it's all First Amendment. It's covered. It's it's opinion.
3: They don't exist anymore, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. Project Veritas. Good. You know, see, ya, wouldn't want to yeah, know. Him.
0: But they're insane. That's the thing. James O'Keefe is nuts they're just they're so into this idea and there have been so many journalists and publications that have acquiesced to similar threats one of these days
3: that boy is going to slip and fall down on a dick and he will finally be a nice person
1: <laughs>
0: oh, shit. hey speaking of that we got to talk about matt walsh during the shadow do we oh, really have to matt ah. walsh is, is really afraid of trans men in bathrooms now that's now become a thing
3: Matt Walsh, fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So we're going to talk about Matt Walsh on the uh, Shatterdocket Docket here coming up. Plus, uh, Ron DeSantis is a dog kicker, apparently. (laughs) We'll get into that.
3: Plus, you know what? no inside voice. He apparently was just talking like an android. Like, talking, I mean, it's like completely bizarre. Like having a Martian over for dinner. Yeah. Well, you know what else I've got? No table manners and kick the dog.
0: Got a big dose of hope and optimism, too. So your hope and optimism hope and optimism for the day is uh, is gonna be on the Shadow Docket via Lawrence O'Donnell and Simon Rosenberg. So get ready for that. Patreon.com slash Bob Susca Show, you sign up for $5 a month. The Shadow Docket level on our menu of levels. Sign up for that and you can get the Shadow Docket twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. What happens is after this music is done playing, we keep on talking. For about another 20 minutes. We may lose Jody in the process at some point. But that's okay. the VIP room of the show. I had that other other job. (laughs) Yes. All right. We will see you on the Shadow Docket. Have a good weekend, folks. Please join us. Why don't you? Make sure to download the new Astral Summer and the brand new King Cyborg single. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye.